Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. California has invested hundreds of millions of dollars in recent years to fund teacher residency programs. A resident works alongside an experienced teacher for a year of clinical training. It's a way to try to end the state's teacher shortage. But the residency programs are struggling to enroll people, and others are dropping out. When I started this program um, two years ago, it was a large group of girls. And right now, there's only three of us. And it's sad to look at each other. Why aren't people signing up for teacher residency programs? And how does that affect the quality of teaching? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. Risty Begum first got interested in becoming a teacher when she was in community college and working as a classroom aide in Napa Valley. It was the little kids. At the end of the school year when, you know, kids were moving to a different grade level, I was really emotional. I'm like, I'm not going to see these kids anymore. Risty told the teacher she was working with then that she wanted to become a teacher. And she's like, oh my God, you're going to be great. You're young. This is really nice. Not a lot of people want to be teachers. Because it's not a really good paying job out there. And I'm like, no, it's not about the pay. It's about the kids. I love these kids. They're amazing. They're adorable. They're stress-free. So after she graduated from college, Risty jumped right into grad school at Sacramento State to get a teaching credential. But she already had a lot of debt from undergrad. So I was like, I'm not going to get out of grad school in the same way. I'm like, I, I can't have so much debt over my head. So... I was like, how am I going to do this? It's difficult to get a scholarship when you're in this master's kind of program. I'm like, they're going to give me a student loan and I don't want a student loan. So I was like, let me do this YOLO teacher residency thing. A teacher residency program sounded great to Risty. Residents work in a classroom alongside an experienced teacher, who's also their mentor, while they're finishing their coursework to get their credential. It's basically a year or two of clinical training. You work with a veteran teacher for two years and you get so much knowledge out of that person. But as I'm approaching to graduation, yes, I got a lot of knowledge, but then it's not the best decision I made in my life. Not the best decision, because Risty isn't being paid. She's had tuition and books paid for, but... I have not gotten single stipend. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, clinical training for teachers with no pay attached. California's teacher residency programs are struggling to fill their rosters. My colleague Diana Lambert wrote about this for EdSource. Hi, Diana. Hi, Zadie. How are you? I'm good. And so tell me how much um, California has invested in these programs. Well, the state of California has invested $350 million in teacher residency programs in the last five years as a way to deal with the teacher uh, shortage. Okay, but they seem to be struggling to fill their rosters? Yeah. The residency programs were supposed to have 500 seats last year, but they could only fill between three and 350. This is a a competitive grant. Uh, Districts team up with teacher preparation programs to dually do a teacher residency program and they get $25,000 per resident they sign up. The problem is a lot of that money is spent on tuition, books, other expenses, administration fees. And in the end, there's not that much money left for the residents as a stipend. And in some cases, there is no stipend. Uh, A lot of residents have dropped out and gone into internship programs where they get a full salary. And that's been the big problem. 
The organization WestEd is doing an external evaluation of the state program. They released a report in January about it, and a senior researcher spoke to the California Commission on Teacher Credentialing about it last month. The researcher for WestEd found that 30% of the residents in the state-funded programs are having housing or food insecurity. And the reason is when you have a residency and you're going to teach a preparation program, you don't have time for a part-time job. And these stipends, which can be anything from zero on up to $20,000, aren't enough to pay for housing and food. And therefore, they're dropping out. Most of them are going into internship programs, which once again is a full salary, full-time job where a teacher goes into a classroom and it does not have the one-on mentorship that comes with the residency program. What's the big deal if teachers do internship programs rather than residency programs? You know, is there a disadvantage to that? Well, some people say that there there is because a residency program allows them to work with the teacher one-on-one for a year. It's a clinical experience. And most administrators that have been interviewed say that the residents come out better prepared to be teachers than interns. And some of the interns and residents have said that being a resident is less stressful. They feel better prepared and it's easier than just jumping straight into the classroom. Right. And even in that, in that year when they're an intern teacher, I mean, they're largely on their own, I would imagine. And they are in charge of kids. Right. They are. I mean, they do get some mentorship. Generally there are mentors in the, in the school that help them, but they're not in the classroom with them all day long and they aren't able to watch how they work. There are some people who are really invested in residencies that would like to see internships done away with. But the reality is there are a lot more interns out there than there are residents. So that isn't probably likely to happen. And right now we have a huge teacher shortage. So we need a lot of teachers in the classroom. So that's probably not something that's going to happen soon. But I guess they feel that administrators are much more invested in internships than residencies and that they get more of the attention and focus. For Risty Begum's residency, she teaches in a pre-K classroom at an elementary school in Davis in the morning, and she takes Sacramento State classes in the evenings. She says she's gained a lot of experience working with a veteran teacher during the past two years of her residency. She has been a teacher for, you know, more than I have been around. You know, she has kids my age, so she's been teaching way before then. She gives me a lot of, you know, you know, feedback and things that I could improve on and things I could be doing in my, you know, after my graduation and anything that happens, any meeting, if she has to go assess a student from a different school side that's going to be coming into our school site, she takes me with. So it's, I've gained a lot of knowledge. And yet, Risty says there's only one reason she's been able to make ends meet while doing the residency. If I was living on my own, I, I wouldn't be able to do this. This is impossible. I would just have to come back right at home. Like I'd be like, mom, can you welcome me back? Because <laughs> I can't live on my own. I mean, if I lived somewhere on the East Coast in the middle of nowhere, yes. I'm in a Sacramento area. I mean, a one-bedroom apartment is about like $1,700, dollars I can't afford that. I have no money. <laughs> Risty knows that not having a stipend is affecting others more than her. She's seen it. When I started this program um, two years ago, it was a large group of girls. And right now, when we meet for a seminar like once a week, there's only three of us. And I'm like, where's all these people? It's just like six of us in, the, in, a, in a Zoom meeting compared to when we had like two screens. And I've heard about it in like emails saying, oh, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, dropped out. 
So I didn't know that um, I'm at law, maybe like two, three, you know, but I just didn't know the whole program is like gone. It's just only three of us. So what what is the problem? Why are people dropping out? I can't speak for all these girls who have dropped out, but I'm 100% sure it's it's the money because they were mothers. They have families. They have kids. It's impossible. Risty finally took a part-time job at a charter school in the afternoons to at least have some income, but she knows not everyone can do that. It's really hard when you have to teach during the day and you have to go to class in the evenings. Um, I was able to do it. I always think about people who are married and have families that you have to go home and you have, you walk through the door and your kids are screaming and then you have to make food, you have to put food on the table. So Diana, I know the state doesn't require that any stipends be actually given to residents. Is that something that legislators are considering changing? I don't know that they're considering anything different now, but, you know, of course they could require a stipend and that would probably uh, force, you know, if you want to have a grant, you'd have to give get a stipend, but that's not something they're doing right now. What are some of the solutions that people told you about that might, you know, work to help fix this problem? Well, pay the residents more money. Uh, Aspire Public Schools is doing just that. They're paying them this year $37,000. Now they're in the Bay Area. And so that's expensive place to live. And that's still not probably enough, but it's much better than what they were paying before, which was $19,000. And so one thing that they like to see people do is have districts kick in some more money and pay the residents more. Now the districts are supposed to do an 80% match to this state money, but a lot of them, and some of them have done it and some of them have done almost all of it, but a lot of them are hanging on to it to make sure it covers their costs and they want to use it uh, for the first two years when they have that teacher training. But if districts could pay more, the state could come up with more money, that would be a solution. Sacramento State had a two-year program, the YOLO residency program, and now they're just continuing that and doing a SAC Metro program, which is going to be a one-year program. They found the two-year program was too long because the residents, I mean, they weren't getting any stipend really, and it was too long for them to be unemployed and to be able to cover that cost themselves. So they went to a one-year program, and this year they're going to supply a stipend, although they haven't determined exactly how much that will be yet. That might be too late for Risty Begum, but she's counting the days till graduation. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I mean, this two years of sweat and crying, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And the graduation is literally on my birthday. So I'm like, okay, this is the biggest birthday present I could ever get in my life. So, um, but I'm just excited. I'm excited because, you know, this last two years has been a struggle. I'm planning to just get, get myself out there and teach. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools, a production of EdSource. You can find Diana's story at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Risty Begum and Diana Lambert. Our CEO is Anne Basquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.